0: To manners and madness a jane austen and david lynch podcast my name is maya adkins
1: and i'm christian cabrera and today we will be dissecting the itv's 2007 persuasion
0: yes and we have our second guest (laughs) (laughs) drum roll please (laughs) (laughs) andrew 5. Heyo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming. Yeah. No problem.
0: <laughs> this is Andrew's first real Jane Austen adaptation. He read
2: Pride and Pre- Prejudice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh back in high school, so over a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh this was my first Yeah, this was my first Jane Austen anything uh, as far <laughs> as the film goes. Yeah. You know? right.
0: Well, we'll see if this was a good choice or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, we might as well talk about our first impressions. Okay. Christian, why don't you go first?
1: Okay. Um, so first impressions, The beginning of this movie was very slow. Um, it took me a minute to get into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind
0: of a weird opening.
1: Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I would give it maybe like if I had like a rating scale like 7 out of 10. I thought it was, Isn't that what you said? That's, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. It's good. Um, and Sally Hawkins is great. Of course. Um, yeah. I mean, could not be. Yeah. But it was good. I thought it was great. You know? Nope. Yeah.
2: I, I, wasn't dry. I agree. Um, as soon as we finished, I was like, that's, that is a strong seven. Wow. Going on eight. Yeah.
0: Two first timers and they were impressed. Uh, well, my first impression when I first saw it, um, I, of course, loved it because I was like, no, Jane Austen, yeah. give <laughs> me! And I, um, really liked Sally Hawkins. I thought she was, um, especially, you could really tell what she was thinking at all times.
1: Mm-hmm. She was very Austenesque. Yeah. Like, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> um, yeah, I actually have some stuff about her in the notes, so, oh. like, she kind of felt a kinship with her. Oh. But, um... I would say over time, though, I've kind of gone back and forth, and even getting ready for this podcast, I watched it like four or five times, and the first couple of times, I was like, you know, it just feels way too melodramatic for me. I can't (laughs) can't with this adaptation, but, um, you know, it started to grow on me, and then by the last time, I was like, I actually really like this one, (laughs) so who knows what I'll think of it in any given day, but... The first time I saw it, I really did like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is
1: very, it feels like very, um, like I'm surprised that there's not been like a high school adaptation, if that makes sense, like of like a modern adaptation of like people in high school, because it feels like very. Oh, yeah, definitely. It feels like Except a little bit for high that school. There's drama. so much time that passes. Yeah.
0: So, you know, between when she first fell in love
1: and then the now. Yeah. Yeah. But, but
0: and you could do like, you could still do. You could do before and after. Yeah to beginning of middle school to the end of high school <laughs> exactly <laughs> it feels like it'd be very like
1: you know that kind of thing yeah it's so funny
0: they meet again in college oh my god exactly
1: <laughs>
0: okay well let's get into some notes okay
1: well
0: it was 2007 it did have a tagline
1: okay here we go
0: a new adaptation of jane austen's classic
1: that's it <laughs> <laughs> okay that's what was listed as
0: the tagline cool well at least it's <laughs>
1: better than most I
0: mean, it's, it's better than not having one at all which is what mansfield park had
1: that's true hmm.
0: i suppose um the cast sally hawkins of course we've Queen. all already said we loved her <laughs> well you didn't say but
2: Oh, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't not I thought Sally that Hawkins. was just given. I didn't think I had to actually say it, but yeah.
0: Um, as Anne Elliot. Rupert Penry Jones as Captain Wentworth. Uh, He's really cute. Dreamboat. Um, <laughs> Alice Krieg mm-hmm. um, as Lady Russell. I liked her a lot, too. Yes. Anthony Head from Buffy as Sir Walter <laughs> Elliot.
1: <laughs> Alice Krieg was in Star Trek, by the way. She played the Borg Queen. Uh, Oh, I yes. think I did know that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, Anthony Head, I thought, was a great Sir Walter. <laughs> <laughs> he, was... <laughs> he really played it to perfection. Ugh, garbage. Um, Ju- <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so rude.
0: <laughs> Julia Davis as Elizabeth Elliot, and I thought she was really good, too, as Elizabeth. She's yeah. the,
1: the mean older sister, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I yeah. liked her, <laughs> even though she was bad.
0: Yeah. Mary Stockley as Mrs. Clay, Peter Wright as Admiral Croft, Miriam bailey as mrs croft amanda hale mary musgrove you know in another adaptation um uh, what's her name thompson's sister from the first emma um
1: oh oh i yeah i know what you're talking about
0: yeah um god i can't remember but um sophie thompson yes that sounds right she um played mary and another adaptation oh okay so, I, I actually thought about doing her for one of our deep dives but i thought no i want to save it till she is the mary because yes. she's so good
1: well she look amanda hale looks so, like so much like someone else and i kept thinking it was that other actress who i don't know what her name she is. she does have
0: a very familiar look
1: and so then when i looked up her imdb i was like oh i don't know her <laughs> i don't know any of her other stuff
0: Let's see. We also got Jennifer Hyman as Louisa Musgrove, Sam Hazeldean as Charles Musgrove, Nicholas Farrell as Mr. Musgrove. And um, I really only mentioned him because he was in the 1980s um, BBC adaptation of Mansfield Park as, oh. Um, oh my God, I cannot remember anyone's name today. Um, Fanny's boy, Edmund. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was Edmund in like an old, and like my favorite adaptation of Mansfield Park. Okay. Um, Joseph Maul as Harry Harville. I thought he was really good. Um, mm-hmm. Finlay Robertson as James Binnick. Tobias Menzies as William Elliott. I love Tobias Menzies. <laughs> I was about to say. And Maisie Dimbleby as Mrs. Smith. <laughs>
1: Dimbleby. Dimbleby. Most British
0: last name. <laughs> it's fun to say. Um... Uh Joseph Maul, who played Harvell, and Tobias Menzies, who played Mr. Elliot, were both in Game of Thrones, as Benjamin Stark and Edmund Tully.
1: Right. So their on screen oh, siblings
0: were Edard and Catelyn Stark.
1: Ugh. Wow. I don't this, this is my problem <laughs> with all these British adaptations is that every time I see it, I'm like, I know, I know these people from something and it's yeah. most likely always game of thrones. Oh,
0: I know. I swear. anytime time I watch anything British. I'm like, I know you're from this and this, you're in that Jane Austen. <laughs> oh, you're in that Dr. Who.
1: <laughs> okay, it's either Jane Austen, game of thrones or Downton Abbey, or like Dr. one Dr. of the Who three <laughs> or Dr. Who.
0: Or pretty much countless things. Cause I watch just so much British. Exactly. Stuff. <laughs> um, where was I? Okay. Um, it was one of the... Okay, so last time when we did Mansfield Park, we kind of uh-huh. learned about um, from the Masterpiece PBS side, uh-huh. what that process was like. And f- so I have a little for the ITV side this time. Um, mm. It was one of three novels adapted for ITV's Jane Austen season. Oh. It even has its own Wikipedia page.
2: Okay. The Jane Ooh. Austen season.
0: It's very... Um, uninformative wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> the controller of drama was Nick Elliott and he ordered the three three adaptations and commented they would be important remakes for a new generation. So they're really trying to reach like a younger crowd. Okay. He said about every 10 years all the great stories need retelling. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people who would disagree but I like please tell me. Retell them every Go two on, years and so I will be happy. Been longer. <laughs> Um, these films will be very much 2007 films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <We've> yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: uh, that's, that's right.
0: We've asked and pushed the production team to make them young. He steered away from ordering adaptations of Pride and Prejudice and Sensibility. <laughs> I can never say <laughs> it. Sense and Sensibility to focus on Austen's lesser known works. Um, each of the movies was made by a different company, cast, and director. So they each had their own distinct look. Awesome yeah um it was written by simon burke and he kind of created the convention of a diary to aid in the audiences understanding the intense feelings and loss the <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> he created the convention of a diary to aid the audience in understanding the intense feelings of loss the outwardly reserved Anne Elliot was going through gotcha and yeah. he so he used small parts of like the narration from the novel for those parts okay
1: i like
2: that
0: yeah um, yeah, she stared at us a lot in this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's she just, stared uh, intently. I a lot. A lot. I was of...
0: like, are we besties? Because yeah. You're really looking at me a lot. <laughs> I, say, I have
1: a lot of uh, comments about that.
0: <laughs> it was directed by Adrian Shergold. Shergold? Shergold? Sure.
1: <laughs>
0: he had Anne break the. F- oh, I already said that.
1: You didn't, like, explain. Oh, well,
0: it. he had. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, cut that off <laughs> it was directed by adrian shergold he had Anne break the fourth wall several times to lend a sense of intimacy between the audience and Anne. he was known for working on grittier films but they brought him on board because he was not known for doing conventional versions of the classics hmm. so they really want a different kind of look which is all handheld and like long 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 tracking yes. shots i was like is this whole movie a tracking shot
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a big fan of those Yeah, but it gave it a lot. Handheld.
0: Yeah, it gave it more of a contemporary feel, though. Yeah. Maybe in 2007, it wasn't quite as um overused. Yeah, (laughs) probably. Um, it was scored by Martin Phillips. He also scored The Crown, Victoria, Peaky Blinders, and Wow. Um, a 2008 adaptation of Sense and Sensibility that the BBC did. Okay. Um, I like the music in it. It's kind of goes with the melodramatic feeling of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Andrea. Gawler did costumes, and she made Anne's outfits simple and basic because, because Anne didn't want to join in Bath Society. She wanted her right. to look in tune with nature. Um, and they were shooting in winter, so she like went for more faded autumnal colors for her. And she said, she gets Wentworth back just by her stillness, and I wanted to reflect that in her wardrobe.
1: I got that. I mean, it's definitely yeah.
0: more simplistic, but I did notice, I mean, the fabrics were still really um, luxurious looking.
1: <laughs> yeah, they looked expensive. I didn't like the color so much because the movie is already like a gray, blue, black. Yeah. It felt like everything else was like so, I don't know, like understated. And I felt like
2: it also made her skin look very sickly.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. very white.
2: I mean, a lot of her, what she wore throughout, the movie at times was nice, but a lot of it felt very just like muted, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe that was the point. I don't, I don't know. Well, I think I, so
0: because Anne is like a character who kind of like fades into the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, we love you. Will you please do this thing for us while we all have fun, right. you know, like Enjoy play the piano money. so we can dance. <laughs> and um, so, but like, yeah. Plus the whole thing. I mean, the whole thing is just I mean, like yeah. a big old thunderstorm i would say it's a <laughs> g-
1: gloomy movie so maybe that's what's mm. the like intention yeah. behind it
0: <laughs> okay well let's get into the recap all right all right Close-up on Anne.
1: <laughs>
0: There's a lot. Um, we see Anne. She is bustling through the house, and there are white-haired servants bustling all around her. <laughs> Everything is covered in white sheets, and she is checking some papers in her arms, and it's like one really long tracking shot. Mm-hmm. She like I mean she's just she doesn't even look like she's really looking at anything she's just making errant check marks on this mm-hmm. thing and she passes this one woman in the hall who happens to be holding an ink pot just so she can dip it in it's <laughs> so bizarre <laughs> <That is>. um <laughs> And she goes all the way up to this room where she doesn't really seem to have any purpose for going into the room. I would say because she just kind of walks in and then kind of wanders over to the window and then she sees the carriage and is like, "Now I gotta run back through the house."
1: It was <laughs> <laughs> like a way for them to show off the house. Yeah,
0: I think it's just like one long tracking shot of that whole thing. Um, but it's Lady Russell who has arrived.
1: Ah, oh, bestie. Yep. <laughs>
0: um, Lady Russell comes in and she's talking about how she's shocked by their debts and that's why they're having to move um which i guess is why there's sheets on everything Mm
2: -hmm. but also we still need that one person in the hallway to hold the ink pot yes yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. we that's still a necessity yeah we've
0: watched a couple of adaptations where there's like no servants that you see throughout the movie but in this one there are tons yeah (laughs) yeah
1: lots yeah it's like english like debt is not the well, same especially as, the elliots yeah I mean, and they
0: all had the white wigs on and were all dressed i mean there's like an army of them yeah um and oh, lady russell is like is there no possibility of retrenchment <laughs> <laughs> which i love that word and Anne says um she couldn't convince her father or sister to economize but managed to get them to move somewhere cheaper and rent the house which is Which smart. I don't know if Bath is really that much cheaper considering they end up in, like, the richest neighbor- The best house. Yeah. <laughs> they throw
2: parties and, yeah.
0: Yeah. But, you know, they couldn't cut back. They cut back as much as they could. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anne is actually happy about this, though, because she's really hoping someday she can return home. <laughs> um... And I was wondering if it was because of her memories of Wentworth, because what other good memories does she have there?
1: I would say her family seems awful. Yeah. So I, I don't see how she would have fun.
0: Unless it's just the musgroves. <laughs> Maybe. Um she doesn't like bath though, so she's not happy about that. Um so then we get to meet Sir Walter and Elizabeth for the first time. <laughs> and they say, they tried so hard not to have to move, they gave up all their charitable contributions.
2: <laughs> they
0: even refrained from redecorating the drawing room. Oh, I mean, the thank sacrifices. God.
2: <laughs> I just remember my first impression of these two, and it's just sour. Just yeah, They awful. are just the worst.
0: Yeah. They're such snobs. Yeah, But it's so funny because, I mean, in a different adaptation, I would have loved to see Anthony Head play this in the same way, but, like, in a more comedic adaptation because he he was really capturing it, but since everything was so morose around him, you couldn't really. But he is so hilarious to me with, like, his vanity and his just... (laughs) (laughs) over-the-top
1: garbageness.
0: Yeah, he played it really well. Um, Mrs. Clay and her father, who was their lawyer... Um, are there and they are announcing that they found a tenant an admiral and sir Walter's pissed because he really wanted a gentleman (laughs) mostly just because they look nicer than admirals because admirables are all admirables (laughs) admirals are all dreadfully knocked about (laughs) he's yeah all he cares about is what things look like right um and we find out that admiral croft is the man and hearing his name really affects Anne. She r- excuses herself and goes to her room to compose herself, but um <laughs> Lady Russell barges in wanting to know what's wrong. What
1: <laughs> is wrong with you?
0: I guess well Lady Russell is kinda like her mother figure, so yeah. she probably thinks of herself like that. Like I she's the only one who noticed that Anne was upset. So Yeah. yeah. I would
1: like see her as like her unofficial like governess almost.
0: Yeah. I mean well she's like a probably mentor. even yeah, a mentor, I would say. Um Anne um, basically has to tell her that Admiral Croft's wife is the sister of Captain Frederick (gasps) Wentworth.
2: They
0: didn't use um, thunder dramatically, like in Pride and Prejudice, but they (laughs) should have. Lady Russell is flustered by this, and Anne is quite upset. Lady Russell starts... I said, Lady Russell starts a decade-old backpedal justifying why she helped split (laughs) them up back in the day. (laughs) Yeah, so she's, like, trying to justify her actions from, like, eight years ago. (laughs) And Anne is like, I get it. I understand. I was there with you when it happened. (laughs) Right. But I really regret taking your advice. So just so you know. (laughs) um but then we find out that he Wentworth never actually wrote her or anything and um
2: uh, rude yeah really yeah,
0: so lady russell might have a a little bit of knowledge <laughs> <laughs> but um you can tell she really does love her like a mother yeah so then we have a dinner scene so it's dinner sir walter is asking mrs grant or penelope as they call her <laughs> in this one to go to bath with them <laughs> and um I guess Lady Russell is like, is Ed not um, companion enough? (laughs) (laughs) And Elizabeth's like, well, I actually just got this letter this morning that they really want Anne in uppercross because Mary's indisposed, which at first I was like, does that mean she's pregnant? But I don't think she's sick. she was pregnant. Yeah, she's just (laughs) psychosomatically sick. (laughs) Yeah, Um. (laughs) she was the
1: most neurotic.
0: Yeah. Um, So basically she was like, yeah, Anne can go. And nobody bothered to tell her this all day long. But yeah. I think Anne is like, well, I'd rather go there than be with you guys and bath. See. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then both Elizabeth and Sir Walter are horrible in their own ways. Sir Walter takes this bite at the very end. That's so like, I don't know how I could take a bite of food that just comes across so pretentious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: and then we have like a little scene of Anne opening her box of treasures. And she looks over some letters, presumably from Wentworth. Wentworth. Yeah. yeah. And they're all taking their leave. Elizabeth tells Anne to visit every house in the parish and <laughs> take their leave for them.
1: Poor Anne. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's like, All right. I know. Very Cinderella esque.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's kind of almost Fanny Price, but it's like she's it's almost like she's chosen to be this way. Yeah. Because yeah. she's you know, no... just as important as the rest of them, if she wanted to be, but she right. doesn't want. She to doesn't
1: be. want to participate in like society, high society.
0: Yeah, I think the whole Wentworth thing really. She had like it a, really messed with her. She had a real soul searching eight years. You know, seriously. Um, so then we see Anne writing in her diary, and we um we can tell that her thoughts are pretty much entirely on Wentworth <laughs> coming back. Yes, <laughs> that's all she's thinking about. Um, the Crofts, we see them move in, and they seem really nice. Um, Mr. Grant comments that Anne is the only one with any sense, but is too old to get married now. She's past her prime. <laughs>
1: she was like, I'm 20, 27. 27.
0: 27. <laughs> oh like, my God.
2: Okay, an old maid.
0: <laughs> Especially when Elizabeth is older than her and nobody's saying that about her.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but this is Anne. You know, everybody can pick on Anne.
0: Yeah, because she lets them. Well, she, she just doesn't care, I think. Yeah. She's I, like, whatever. She's I don't, don't of, want to worry myself with your. She
2: does
1: seem indifferent about it. Yeah. She, she does, just kind of rolls her eyes and is like, I really don't like, care. I've got
0: my own stuff going on.
1: <laughs> I've got my own heartbreak, my own brooding to do.
0: Um, the Crofts comment on how many looking glasses are in the house. <laughs> 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 He's literally surrounded by them. It's crazy. <laughs> He's like,
1: one can't escape itself.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. And they mention that Wentworth was heartbroken back in the day but they don't know who
1: <laughs> so they, Anne's just shifting her eyes back and forth like I don't know who not me
0: um so Anne arrives at Uppercross lots of servants in this one I said mm-hmm. <laughs> must must be lot in that scene um Mary is lying ill on the couch griping <laughs> as soon as Anne walks in the door uh Charles went out shooting and she's already like concerned with status like well they have to come here and visit you you can't go visit them yeah And um, she obviously doesn't think much of the Miss Musgroves. Mm -mm. Um, But they burst in and they hug Anne because
2: everyone everyone loves her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because she's so (laughs) Mm -hmm. non-offensive. Especially compared to her sister. They're like, oh, Oh, finally you can occupy Mary because she needs a friend and you're the only one who will even talk to her. Deal with her. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else in this movie literally besides charles just looks past mary whenever she talks they yeah. don't even acknowledge that she's spoken
1: poor mary <laughs>
0: i can understand why because she's really obnoxious but i, I feel sorry for her <laughs> a little bit a little bit
1: but then she starts talking and you're like yeah okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> so they're up to the main house mrs musgrove says Anne looks pale and droll <laughs>
1: Agreed. You <laughs> <laughs> should go. really go for some
0: brighter colors, Anne. <laughs> yes. Um, sunlight. Yeah, she's is she North Mary. But she seems nice. Um the men come in from shooting. Yeah. It's their only pastime in this
1: <laughs> lit- in the country. Literally all they talk about. It. <laughs>
0: it's definitely all Charles talks about.
1: <laughs> Guns and shooting. Yep. Yeehaw.
0: <laughs> and they all definitely seem very merry compared to Kellynch. Yes. Uh, We also see, like, a little random moment of Mary asking Charles if he got money from his father. And he's like, no, I didn't ask him. And she's like, we're going to be destitute because of you. And I'm like, you're not going to be destitute. (laughs) Your husband is going to inherit this all. You live here. A little
1: dramatic. (laughs) So dramatic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, in the book, there's actually, like, something about how – well, we'll get into that because I do a deep dive on him. But um, they're both needing money. They're Like, they're both equally agreed that they need money, but Charles – is more like, well, he can do what he wants with his money, you know. Right. (laughs) He's less confrontational. So, um, yeah, they're saying, when your mom was alive, there was economy at your house. Mm. And the girls are like, but not balls. (laughs) (laughs) And they're very excited by the prospect of a ball at Kellynch with these new tenants. And um, they're especially enraptured with the idea of Captain Wentworth coming to visit his sister. Mm. And luckily for everyone, he's coming to dine tomorrow night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That,
2: that I felt, like, is where the shoe dropped in the movie. Like, once you knew they were going to see each other again, it was on. Yeah, you could
0: just feel the pit
2: forming in your stomach. (laughs) You could just feel that tension building up already.
0: Yeah.
2: And he hasn't even shown up yet.
1: Yeah. No. Well, it's like every time it's, like, mentioned something about him that she didn't know about, it's always, like, this... Uh, like three minute pause where she's like oh and she like looks down yeah. and then it's like almost crying and then looks at the camera and then it's <laughs> like oh, okay
0: yeah i feel like she barely has any lines and they're all delivered whisper so timidly <laughs>
2: yeah
0: that's my only i guess problem with her portrayal is i don't feel like that's really the Anne Elliot i know from the books but no. i mean i do think she's a great actress oh yeah yeah and it's kind of hard to show like Inner turmoil if you're like placid on the outside. So, right, true. I get it. Um, let's see. Anne is trying to decide what to wear to dinner. <laughs> Must be a hard choice <laughs> when she hears yelling outside. So she just slips on a robe and goes out. <laughs> Mr. Musgrove rushes in with Mary and Charles's young son. And, um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Mary actually looks like she's about to throw up and <laughs> runs out of the room. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> he fell from a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: he fell from a tree. And, um, you know, Anne just pops that collarbone right back into place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
0: I have a theory. Um, I don't know if it you know, maybe it's in the book and I just, you know, forgot. Mm-hmm. But my theory is that Anne, once she, her and K- Wentworth, once he went off to be in the Navy and, you know, they didn't get together, she probably thought all the time what if i had married him what if i had married him and then she was like well then i'd have to be like a naval captain's wife so i guess i'd have to know medicine so i'm Mm -hmm. guessing she just taught herself all this stuff
1: yeah because she seemed they keep like having comments about how she's the most equipped and she's most knowledgeable
0: i mean maybe she learned it in school i don't know how far does girls education really go apparently (laughs) med school (laughs) med school yeah um Let's see. Okay, so she pops the collarbone back, and Mary and Charles start trying to out-selfish each other. (laughs) Yeah. And Anne basically puts a stop to it by insisting that they both go to this party and let her just take care of things. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I really didn't want to go anyway. (laughs) She's
1: like, please, let me stay home.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, she's probably relieved, but maybe a little bit sad because she didn't get to actually see him again after all this time. Yeah. She looks at us again. <laughs> they... <sighs> and we all know how you feel Anne. yep so the next day henrietta and louisa burst in to tell Anne how delightful captain wentworth is <laughs> and it's like give a girl a break man
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they reminded me a lot of um carrie mulligan and yeah the other sister in pride and prejudice yeah. just laughing 24 7 yes
0: they're very much like them
1: and just <laughs> so immature <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> Uh, but you know they seem sweeter, and this then, yeah, they're not they as like
1: annoying. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. So then they tell her that everyone's invited to Kellynch for dinner, even you, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> and just then, Wentworth arrives, <laughs> and it's the fateful moment they're you actually like... seeing each other. Uh-huh. From the second he even peeks through the door, he can't keep his eyes off of Anne. Of course. And he, although he doesn't let any expression actually touch his face, no, never. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they yeah. are <laughs> introduced, but Wentworth is like, yeah, we already are acquainted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm getting I was getting like very big Mr. Darcy vibes from yes, him, Where yes. he was just like, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indifferent.
0: Yeah. And Anne all the while like keeps looking at us like, oh my god. <laughs> like <laughs> he's here. <laughs> he hates me. <laughs> So then she writes tearfully in her journal about this first re-meeting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This
1: was probably the most, like, teenage dramatic thing <laughs> yeah. in the whole thing.
0: Yeah, she does it a couple times, too. <laughs> Where she's just
1: writing and tears falling on the paper. Yes. And she's like, oh, can't do it.
0: Yeah, he says, she says, he has not forgiven me. We are worse than strangers because we can never become acquainted. It's perpetual estrangement.
2: Sad. It's just sad. Yeah.
0: It's like, yeah, yeah they can't. There's too much history. They just can't get past it. So then the next test, dinner at Kellynch. Um, and yet another introduction. <laughs> <laughs> They're introduced again. Um, the admiral is nice. Wentworth is wooden.
1: Of course. Um,
0: at dinner, um, Wentworth explains about Bennick's fiancé dying. Right. And he says he doesn't think a naval man should be married, but now that he is done with the Navy, he's ready to settle down with any lady that flirts with him. <laughs> as long as she has a strong character, which is like a pointed barb.
2: Like uh, <laughs> You
0: even mentioned I, that.
2: Yeah, that <laughs> whole, I don't know, there was better ways to deliver that at a dinner mm-hmm. table, even a couple hundred years ago, and that just felt very braggadocious. And very like, it was very also, pointed. this is to you sitting over there, you know, yeah. just to let you know. It was like yeah. a knife in the heart. I was, I, I don't know. That was probably his most not cool moment of the entire movie for me. Yeah,
1: I, several. Just, I, <laughs> yeah I, I don't understand, like, like, I understand why, like, they're upset. But, like, he's acting like he doesn't know anything about society life. And, like, obviously, like, she wasn't able to, like.
0: Right. Well, he was just hurt, you know, and he's been best well, for, yeah. for eight years.
1: <laughs> yeah. and But, like, you know, I mean, look at her dad. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, and then the fact that he doesn't have any like property or you know like any yeah. wealth uh clearly it's going to be very difficult for you two yeah. to be together yeah especially when she was what, it was like, eight years ago yeah so yeah she was 19 yeah exactly so it was like prime time like let's get her married
0: yeah yeah you i should mean know
2: better. <laughs> but it makes sense if you know if he obviously still has feelings then mm-hmm the first time they meet, he's not going to be like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I was so dumb.
0: Yeah. He still has feelings, <laughs> but he still also has hurt feelings. Like yeah. He still has loving feelings. Oh, of but course. He still has hurt feelings. And he's like, right now, he's just putting on, like, an armor yeah. almost. And he doesn't care if he hurts her at the moment. But he will later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he will.
0: Um, so, okay. Then um, Anna's playing Moon, Moonlight Sonata, <laughs> the quintessential sad song to play on the piano. Um, <laughs> it's,
1: it's in succession a lot yeah on HBO it's in succession a lot and I was like okay we're watching succession now <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah Wentworth kind of ghosts into the room and ghosts out and then the girls rush in and they're they force her to play the piano while they dance
1: <laughs> <laughs> play something happier please they can't take the depression
0: um so then Charles Mary and Anne are out walking um Mary's talking about how Wentworth said to Anne that um Or said that Anne was so altered he wouldn't have known her again.
1: Lord. Poor Anne. I say that so many times. Poor Anne. Um, Eye roll.
0: They're they're arguing about whether he wants Louisa or Henrietta. And Mary is being such a snob about Henrietta's fiancé. She has this weird little laugh where she's like, I don't know what she does, but it's really funny. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they want to know what Anne thinks, but you know, in typical, asking Anne what she thinks fashion, they don't actually wait for her to reply. They just move on to the next thing, okay. which is probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs>
1: See, her response is always like, oh, well. Yeah, it always <laughs> takes,
0: like, a good five seconds just to get out any sound.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 so they're like, we're not going to wait. Yeah, you know what,
2: Anne? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so they meet up with Wentworth, Henrietta, and Louisa, and they all go to visit Charles Hayter, who is Henrietta's intended. And Louisa is flirting up a storm, So I feel like she set up this whole walk just so that she could be like, Henrietta, you better go get with your fiancé so I can get with Captain Wentworth.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And um, Anne is like just being neglected in the back, just (laughs) walking behind behind everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And they help all the ladies across the log except for Anne, and she's so distracted by watching Louisa and Wentworth that she falls off, and Wentworth suddenly rushes in. It's this weird kind of camera technique that they keep (laughs) Mm -hmm. doing. And he picks her up, and then he immediately abandons her again.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm all right. Be me luck.
0: And she seems really shaken, and Charles is like, I'll wait with you. And she's like, no, Charles, I need you to leave, because I need a minute to cry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Just get yeah. out of here. Keep walking. <laughs> is this before or after they have that, that weird, like, step ladder over the fence? Mm.
0: After. Oh. yeah.
1: That also made me roll where... Um <laughs> they go over and Louisa's like, catch me went catch yeah. me? And I was like, Okay, are we 12? Yeah. <laughs> like First
0: she... beat of our three beat of catch me
1: went uh, I have thoughts about the third one. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, me too. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Next
0: episode though, probably. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um yeah. They get practically to the house and Mary is like, I don't want to go any further. I'm too tired to actually visit with them. <laughs> And, uh, so basically Charles and Henrietta go and the rest stay and Mary is being a snob as usual. Yes. So she kind of wanders off and, um, Anne is hiding behind some bushes <laughs> and she overhears Louisa and Wentworth talking about how Charles and Anne should have been the ones that get married instead. And of course Wentworth's ears perk up. He's like, what? She refused someone else? I, hmm. is it because of me? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and mm. Louisa has Louisa, I keep, Louisa. I keep wanting to call her Louisa. <laughs> Louisa has some like BS story about him not being book- bookish enough for Lady Russell, which.
2: Oh yeah.
0: I'm like, where did you even come up with this idea?
1: It's just silly teenage. Yeah, bullshit.
0: she doesn't know what she's talking about. We know why she didn't marry mm-hmm. him because she was still in love with Whitworth. Duh. Um, <laughs> She professes to be better than Anne, though, because she does what she wants. (laughs) God. Anne is, again, upset and staring at us. (laughs) (laughs) So then she's hobbling over to her. (laughs)
1: You walk all the way like that. Oh, poor Anne. (laughs) Again, poor Anne. Yeah.
0: So they're they're walking back and um, the crofts pull up in their carriage and Wentworth kinda leans over and whispers to them and they are like, Anne, come ride with us. And she's like, No, but Wentworth bodily takes her and puts her into the carriage. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. She was like, Up
0: She's like, I get no autonomy in my life anymore. Um Um so yeah, He puts her up there and then immediately, like, takes Louisa's arm, turns his back on her. Um, And while they're driving, they're, of course, talking about, who is Frederick going to marry? Is it going to be Louisa? I hope it's one of those two girls. What do you think, Anne? (laughs) Oh, let's not wait for your reply.
1: (laughs) Not necessary. It was Um, a rhetorical uh... question.
0: And then we have some more diary writing.
1: Crying. And she
0: says, (laughs) he can never forgive me. And he's falling for Louisa. And, um, Mary comes in and tells Anne that they're all going to Lyme. And Anne is like, I think I should just stay with the kids. And Mary, I, you know, it's kind of annoying, but I feel like it's really like a good sister bonding moment. I feel like Mary is like, no, Anne, I want you with me. I need you. I mean, maybe it's selfish because Anne is the only one who talks to her, but I feel like it's also a little.
1: Like, let me get you out. I don't
0: want you stuck in the house with the kids. You're here. Let's go to the beach.
1: (laughs) I'm sure they've noticed her sulking the whole time. (laughs) Oh, yeah
0: well for the last eight years but <laughs> yeah
1: and she's like get out of the house yeah. now
0: i mean we see that she really relies on her um and only still thinking of wentworth now with infinite pain and regret
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and i'm like we know okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> we get it
0: yeah it's a little redundant <laughs> but then it's also a little confusing
2: um, I feel like it just gets worse and worse. Like with with each new thing that she's finding out, yeah, like, I, it becomes more.
0: I'm just especially sensitive to the melodrama, so every time <laughs> yes. she looks at us with tears in her eyes, I'm like, I get it, Anne. I <laughs> yeah. know how you feel. <laughs> yeah, but this
2: tears, this one was worse than the one before. It's yeah. a little bit bigger. It's
1: true. It's the Jane Austen curse where if you just said what you feel in the first scene, this movie would be 20 minutes long. <laughs> it's true, but yeah. I think it's. But it's it's an English thing, I think. Of course, we can't reveal <laughs> if we our have true English feelings. Listeners,
0: which I think we might have a couple. Uh, let us know. Is that really an English thing? I mean, maybe not anymore, but
1: to not say your true feelings, or is it just thing? And Austin then cry thing? into your diary.
0: Well, <laughs> <she does. laughs> Anne does not cry into her diary in the book. I will say that. <laughs> okay, it's a visual choice. Yeah. Um. So okay, then we are in Lime, and we're having dinner. Um, Anne is at the end of the table. <laughs> trying to make conversation with a morose Captain Binnock oh. he says that women forget men more quickly than men forget women and she won't allow that and says so um, he says poetry and novels are against you and she points out that they're all written by men
1: <laughs> yes I was like a very Elizabeth Bennett of you
0: I know that's one of the best lines in this whole book I, I loved think. it
2: that did kind of put him in his place as, yeah. as soon as she he said was it like, oh, okay right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right <laughs>
0: But she goes on to say that the only claim she'll make for her sex is that we love longest when all hope is gone. Too bad Wentworth didn't overhear any of this. Yeah, <laughs>
1: no, too busy talking to a teenager. Yeah,
0: he's too busy <laughs> pretending to be fine. Okay, so um, Harville and Anne have a like little walk and talk with each other on the seawall. And um, he thanks her for talking to Bennick. And she says she recommended a little less poetry. And a little more prose in his daily study. <laughs> <laughs> and that he's young and time is great healer, or at least so I'm told. <laughs> I
1: was like, these are all advice that she should be taking herself. And... Yeah.
0: Well, she, that's why she's like, at least so I'm told.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, say like, the prose that she takes on is this sad, melodramatic music. And <laughs> I was like, well, that's not what we meant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then Mr. Elliot, Mr. Elliot, he's a new character. <sighs> We don't know he's Mr. Elliot yet, but we're about to find out. Um, Mm -hmm. He's walking the ramparts, (laughs) and he crosses paths with Anne and gives her a pointed stare. And then Wentworth (laughs) gives him a pointed stare.
1: (laughs) Like, what do you think you're doing?
0: If only she realized she had two men staring at her at the same time, and she had no idea. Um, (laughs) um, So then she crosses paths with him again in the hotel. He's... I think basically just waiting for her to come out of her room on oh, the stairs. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> A hawk. Yeah. Um. Everyone wants to know who he is, and they find out he's Mr. William Elliot, their cousin. Um, Wentworth, basically kind of tells us what's going on by talking to Harville because of course he knows the story probably from Anne back in the day. Um, that Mr. Elliot is to inherit the Berency. baronetcy. baronetcy, baronetcy. Mm-hmm and the estate because um mr or sir (laughs) sir walter there's too many elliots it's so confusing sir walter um has has no sons (laughs) right yeah but he's not on speaking terms with sir walter we also find out
1: Mm. which is like duh
0: yep and that's halfway (gasps) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Now for the deep dives. I had such a process with trying to figure out who did deep dive for the first half because, again, I told you, I wanted to do Mary, but I was like, no, I want to save it for when it's Sophie Thompson. Right. And um, I don't feel like any of the Musgroves really stand out. Mm-hmm. And I do like James Harville, but he's kind of in the second half. So I kind of went with Charles Musgrove, okay. Mary's husband. Yeah. And he doesn't actually have a lot of stuff about him. Um, but, well... He's the oldest of four. Okay. His sisters are Henrietta and Louisa, and they have one younger brother, Richard, who died abroad, and he was the black sheep of the family. There's a few uh, mentions of him in the book. Um, Charles is the heir to Uppercross. His father is very wealthy, um, but he doesn't have a title, so their wealth and importance is second to the elliots even though right. i think they might actually be wealthier because they're not in debt and having to move right <laughs> <So Yeah, true. laughs> it's just they don't it have much. a title but of course the elliots look down on them uh, um of course yeah sir walter specifically looked down on the family because of their lack of title um yeah um the haters who we kind of mentioned i don't think we even meet charles hater do we does he walk back with them
1: uh, I don't think so. I feel like
0: he does walk back with him, but I don't remember ever seeing him. I
1: don't, I don't think he had anything, like, that made him stand out.
0: Yeah. Um, so, that family, or his aunt, uncle, and cousin.
1: Gotcha. Yeah.
0: He's described in the book as civil and agreeable with good spirits and temperament. hmm yeah. Which I think he had. Yeah. Um, once he proposed to Anne, but was rejected, it was assumed by Lady Russell, um, or assumed that Lady Russell tried to talk her out of it. But actually, the opposite was true,
1: Hmm.
0: Um, which led him to marry Mary instead.
1: A better fit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, he married up in rank, but he kind of married down in character, (laughs) (laughs) showing the interplay between rank and character in the novel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So then I have a couple of quotes from the book. It says, he did nothing with much zeal but sport. And this time was otherwise trifled away without benefit from books or anything else. (laughs) (laughs) He had very good spirits, which never seemed much affected by his wife's occasional lowness. Bore with her unreasonableness sometimes to Anne's admiration, and upon the whole, though there was very often a little disagreement, they might pass for a happy couple.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he seemed seemed very jockish to me. Yeah, he
0: seemed to like let her, kind of snobbery roll off his bag a bit
1: his, her and neuroses. he actually does
0: pay her attention as opposed to everyone else
1: that's true okay.
0: <laughs> um it says they were always perfectly agreed in the want of more money <laughs> and a strong inclination for a handsome present from his father but here as on most topics he had the superiority for while mary thought it a great shame that such a present was not made he always contented contended for his father having many other uses for his money and a right to spend it as he liked. <laughs>
1: oh, I like
2: that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, they have two sons. Two and four are their ages. I think they might be older in this version. Um, as to the management of their children, his theory was much better than his wife's, and his practice not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a line. It's, he's, okay. um I found this on the
1: web for it was much better than his <laughs> uh, Okay. Well, <laughs> Psycho, <Syrian. laughs>
0: you're crazy. Okay, um, yeah, he said uh, uh, about the, about his children. He said I could manage them very well if it were not for Mary's interference. Well, and Mary, in turn, said Charles spoils the children so that I cannot get them into any order. So
1: yeah,
2: well, it's both of your faults.
0: Yeah. Um, his wealth is never specified. His parents are actually one of the few examples of a happy marriage in Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to be really popular and they were visited by everyone in the neighborhood. So, yeah. Um, I did find a, um, I hate to call it fanfic because I feel like that is diminishing in some way, but. um,
1: A fan-made piece of literature. Yeah, um, (laughs) from
0: a website called Mm -hmm. austinvariations.com. And it's from an article or it's um, a story called i don't know it's persuasion to i think it was the 200th anniversary of persuasion so they are doing all these stories it's called charles musgrove proposes to anne Elliot by (laughs) mary simonson so i Mm -hmm. recommend that if you're looking for like just a little
1: little peek yeah into the past
0: yeah so my opinion of charles i guess is that he seems really nice but also a little like boring yeah like he just doesn't he can't be bothered to care that much about anything but, you know, life's pleasures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I like I said, like he's he's very like jockish to me, so it's like his like sports, like guns and shooting and he's just like very excited about doing that stuff. But then when it comes to anything else, he's just like, okay. Yeah. I
2: I, I feel adjust. like it's very refreshing to see him compared to the previous father I saw, you know, so I've, i I mean he was happy, jolly he wasn't like rude and yeah. yeah, just being a dick. Yeah, and I could see you know, Anne so being like... happy
0: with him. Like, yeah. you know, and having the Musgroves and she'd be jolly all the time.
2: Yeah, she if just She hadn't
0: like... fallen in love with Wentworth first. <laughs> Say there wouldn't be
1: any <laughs> deep passion because he's so plain. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Um okay, for sorting him. Yes. I thought he could be a Taurus. Mhm. Taurus is um, their earth signs which seemed like something he would be, uh reliable, patient, practical, devoted, uh, responsible, <laughs> stable, stubborn, possessive, likes gardening, working with hands, dislikes sudden changes and complications. That seems but pretty Yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I also thought he might be a Leo. Okay. Um, they are creative, passionate, generous, warm-hearted, cheerful, Humorous, stubborn, self-centered, inflexible, likes fun with friends, being admired, taking holidays, dislikes facing difficult reality. So I mean, I feel like they're both that, kind of the same sign, but like, one is the fire version and one's the earth version, right? Because um, they have very similar um,
2: traits. Traits. I like a Taurus a lot.
0: Yeah, I think maybe a Taurus. He seems more like earth, earthy guy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. What was the What was the second one? Leo. Yeah. I I don't know. Kind of sounded more. Like especially if he likes, you know, the finer things in life, and they then maybe do. he is escaping the mm-hmm. reality yeah. of you know maybe they're gonna end up like uh, maybe they're gonna have to move to Bath, you know, and and cut down on servants. Maybe i she would. It. Mary would love that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Probably.
0: Um, and for Harry Potter, I thought maybe Hufflepuff.
1: <laughs> I, I kind of get Gryffindor vibes. Oh yeah yeah because he's very like um
0: i just feel like he's not that driven to do anything
1: <laughs> mm. yeah i guess i don't know like he seems like very good-natured and loyal to like the things that he's interested in yeah which Good could point. seem very like into like the more selfish side of gryffindor and like yeah. not in a bad way necessarily yeah. but
2: i don't know definitely he... don't think slytherin
1: no not slytherin no, not he's... Ravenclaw. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> so maybe like I don't know. I get more Gryffindor than Hufflepuff yeah,
0: okay. personally. Well, let's say Gryffindor oh. Taurus then.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. For a recommendation for this week, um, I'm gonna recommend a TV show that I love, and it's probably not to everyone's taste. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> just know that going in. But it's called The Magicians, and
1: oh yeah, it's
0: based on um, some books. And it's one of the few instances in which I really like the books, but I find I like the TV show better than the books. Oh, wow. Because the characters in the books are like really um, unlikable. (laughs) And something about watching them, even though they're the same characters on TV, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like I know them better, kind of. And so I tend to like them better. I mean, I really like them now after four seasons but it just came back and i'm so excited can't wait to yeah. see what the musical episode is this year <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds really interesting from what you told me
0: i love it so much
1: it's on sci-fi right yes, yes. i'm gonna check that out
0: i think um all the old episodes are on netflix
1: oh yeah. okay yeah i'll definitely check it out it's free <laughs> <laughs> my recommendation is going to be a music recommendation it's the album two hands by big thief and it just came out this year, or actually the end of last year, I think. Um, and Big Thief is, like, this band that is, uh, originated in Brooklyn. And they are a little bit, like, alternative, but they're so, so good. Okay. They've kind of been on my radar for a while. And then they released two <laughs> albums last year. It big. Uh, it was Two Hands and uh, UFOF. And they both released them, like, kind of, like, back-to-back. And they've been getting a lot of... Uh, like publicity for it because it's really, really well done. And
0: we should make um, like a Spotify playlist with all of our, <laughs> our <music> recommendations. recommendations. <laughs> yeah, so it's... I can listen to it. <laughs> yes,
1: it's it's super good. I've had that album
2: like on nonstop. It's so good.
0: Okay, cool, awesome. I'm gonna put that I'm on good. my list.
2: <laughs> okay, so uh, TV show music. So I should probably do a book. Whatever you Sure. Like. Um, I think one of my favorite books ever is uh, The Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pollan.
0: Oh, I've read that, I think.
2: Um, So if you haven't read it, go out and (laughs) read it. It is, um, I mean, it really, he dives into um, us as omnivores, you know, and how we started with food and what we're doing now with food and the whole, I don't know, it kind of opens up your eyes to factory farming and growing your own and all that that entails. So it's a, I mean, it's just a good read if you eat food. And we all do. (laughs) Yes. I I think everybody should just, you know, follow Michael Pollan. He's a stand up example of a human. Nice. Awesome.
0: All right. And that's great. So if you want to contact us,
2: yes, our website
1: is mannersandmadness.com. Our Instagram is at mannersandmadnesspod. Our Twitter is at mannersmadness. And our Gmail is mannersandmadness at gmail.com.
0: Yes, and please write us. Um, honestly, I really want to hear from you guys. Yes, <laughs> we
1: loved having our listener questions. Yeah,
0: even if you just want to write and say, I'm here, I'm listening. Yes. <laughs> I know the, there are people listening, but um, I just want to hear from you guys. So please write in and yeah, write you know, and
1: review
2: and yeah, all that. Do that too. Normal podcast. Subscribe. Stuff. Yes, yeah. please. Tell <laughs> us about other things you want to hear. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, winding down is the hardest part. So let's yeah. just say goodnight.
2: Bye.
1: Good night. night. <laughs>